Hello everyone, this is Shana Naranjo and I'm back with another podcast. And this week we're focusing on a very important issue within Indian country and it's missing and murdered indigenous women. And today I'm here with Christina Castro, one of the founders of the Three Sisters Collective, who put on a joint event called In Solidarity on August 16th, um, 2009 at the Santa Fe Indian Center. So Christina, if you could introduce yourself. Hello everybody, my name is Christina M. Castro. Um, Dr. Christina M. Castro, if you want to go there. <laughs> and I'm Jemez Pueblo, I'm Taos Pueblo, um, Achaman, which is a Southern California tribe, also known as Juaneño, and I'm Chicana, and um, I'm a proud Pueblo woman. Could you talk about the Three Sisters Collective and why it was founded? Yes, uh, Three Sisters Collective was founded in 2017 by, uh, th- there's three of us, we are the founding members, myself, um, Autumn Gomez, she is Taos Pueblo and Comanche, and Autumn Billy, Autumn Rose Billy, she is Taos Pueblo and um, Akama and Diné. And so we, uh, living in Santa Fe, we were friends and we were just having conversations about um, different things that happen living here, like the marginalization, I guess, or the, the, uh, the feeling othered in, um, in, our, in our own indigenous land. And um, so that was kind of like the initial conversation, I think, that sparked what would become Three Sisters Collective. Um, and it all started with a particular art show that happened here uh, over a couple years. It was called the AHA Festival. It was like a festival of like the arts in the rail yard. And I saw the call for artists and art collectives and groups to um, contribute to that event. And I just wanted to have a space on the rail yard to like address um, something. I didn't even know what it was. So that was kind of the birth of the collective. We gave ourselves a name and we applied for that um, that art show, not really even having a firm idea of what we were gonna present. But what we ended up doing was really cool. We created a mock boutique, like a fake boutique called the Unequal Exchange, kind of like that, that Buffalo Exchange in Albuquerque. We called it the Unequal Exchange and we were looking at um, kind of the commodification of, of culture um, and fashion and how, um, what the real cost of, of some of these things that we wear and um, that uh, are culturally appropriated, whether it be our indigenous cultures or at the time it was like Hawaiian culture was big because that was the year that that Moana came out with Disney. So everything was like Hawaiian garb. And so um, we made this mock boutique. We collected all the stuff. Some of it was garments and jewelry that we had and Pendleton's and things, but then some of it we just uh, yard sailed and collected through our friendship network. And we uh, created this like fake store. We even had like fake receipts and we and, and on the walls next to the garments we put like the the kind of like ecological and physical toll it takes for that garment to come into your hands that and, and that you for you to wear that garment what is the cost of that what is the human cost if you look at the military and things of that nature so just kind of getting people to critically look at at what they wear and why they wear it so that was our first event and then so we started really moving into just like this wanting to address like uh, uh, like bunch of issues, indigenous issues and larger issues um, through art and activism. And uh, we've been doing that and, and the work moves and it's it's uh, kind of malleable uh, because we've done everything to from like going to the state capitol and lobbying for MMIW 
being present in those conversations to, you know, having um, kind of actions in front of whether it be the plaza or the uh, roundhouse. So it's action, like doing actual, but not not like violent action, super peaceful <laughs> action for the most part. Um, to working at the roundhouse to creating um, our own events like we did the In Solidarity event that we just did in conjunction with Indian Market on the 16th of August, which was a little over a week ago. And we do art, education, activism, community building, and creating safe spaces for indigenous people in, in the city of Santa Fe. And when I say safe, I don't mean like, you know, going to get attacked, like the, you know, the probability of an indigenous person getting attacked. I mean, you know, physically, but more of like places where people feel safe and comfortable to go sit in a public space or to go to, to, to collectively get together and, and not feel um, like marginalized, which I think is that, that, uh, that um, climate is big right now too for our people. So a lot of people of color are a little bit scared right now and a little bit nervous about the places they choose to frequent and patronize because, um, peop uh, you know, white supremacy is, is um, rearing its ugly head pretty, um, pretty overtly right now. So I think we even, it's, it even calls on us to create more spaces for our people to feel safe and together and come together especially us urban natives um, who are living in places like Santa Fe or even Albuquerque, you know. Um, but that's who we are. So thank you for telling us about the Three Sisters Collective and all that you do. Um, again, amazing work. So can you please talk about the event, the In Solidarity event that you all put on? Yes, we had planned for months. Um, we don't solely focus on MMIW, but this year it's, I feel like it's been the biggest issue that we need to address. So um, our work has really, we become known for our work around missing and murdered indigenous women's awareness because as I always say, we are not experts. We are merely women and we as women need to start working to address the systematic culture of violence that is oppressing us, not only us as indigenous women with our lives being literally under attack, but just the whole uh, nature of the, uh, the patriarchal machine that we're living under right now is really misogynistic and scary. And uh, we need to start um, emboldening and in educating ourselves and empowering ourselves to make a difference in our communities, whether it's personal uh, work, self-work, healing our own traumas, or, um, you know, that's part of the work, right? Um, breaking our own cycles of violence within our own selves and community, because in a culture of violence, you're programmed to react in a certain way to things. So how do we start looking critically at our core values as whether it's Pueblo people, Pueblo women, and reaching back into our traditional matriarchy and that knowledge, inherent knowledge, and that power that comes within, within that knowledge to start addressing um, the pervasive violence and um, that it, we're facing, right? So we can't wait for our legal systems to do it. We can't wait for somebody to come save us. We have to do the work internally to heal ourselves and to, to embolden ourselves to address this issue. So I'm, I'm not a statistics keeper. I'm not a, anybody who works in um, the, uh, you know, those levels of um, that work because there's a lot of ways we can get them and there's a lot of different work that needs to be done around MMIW. But what I am is, is, a, is a, a, a well-connected woman that can help 
bring awareness to the issue. So um, our event was amazing. It was educational. Like we started off with an educational component to help people understand the complexity of missing and murdered indigenous women legally on the ground um, in communities, how it works. And then, because we didn't want people to leave feeling um, defeated, we wanted people to leave feeling empowered. So uh, as the day progressed, we moved into a, like a creative display. And to me, like that creativity, the artistry, that's like the healing place. That's like what we do as indigenous people. We dance, we sing, um, we, uh, you know, we, we have that creative way about us that is um, one of the ways that we uh, live and deal and heal. So um, my thing was, you know, taking people, and, and I always, working in this kind of social justice work, you have to be really careful of how you handle people and address, like, the trauma and the issues in our community. You don't want to open, you don't want to open up wounds and then leave people hanging in a way. So you got to be able to go to those hard places, but you got to be able to bring people and, and close the space that you're opening. So I think we tried really um, mindfully to create an event that was going to be hard and painful and educational, but also to come and bring it back to that place of healing. So what we did was um, we've also been, we, we worked on a CD and um, it was a collaboration between um, Three Sisters Collective and Clara Nantanova Productions to create a musical and artist, artistic um, product that uh, we uh, are selling and raising funds to go to people, uh, to the Sovereign Bodies Institute, who is actually doing statistical data collection, uh, you know, a, a comprehensive database for MMIW. So what we, that gap that we couldn't fill, we consciously worked to funnel some resources back into that avenue of uh, systematic work like working in the system to change the system so to me that's like the data collection that's another way of addressing the issue in a different kind of like a, if you look at it like a spider web and the different strands of of addressing MMIW so um, in that evening of our event we had some of the performers that were on the CD perform and then I have a song on the CD called say her name so we ended the event with like a choreographed dance and that was our way as main members of the collective kind of like closing the space and giving something back to the people and we brought in people at the end and we round danced at the end and that was kind of the that was that final healing component and that's another thing that, that we as a collective strive to do is do the healing work as three sisters we want to be grounded in our um, Pueblo ways I guess at a simplest com common denominator how would we approach ceremony like how would we approach our elders how would how do we create spaces that is um, accessible to elders and children that's a part of the healing right so our work is rooted ultimately in this desire to heal and grow our healthier a healthier community and that makes me emotional because it's emotional work yeah um yeah well i was there at the event <laughs> and i can tell you that it was emotional um and i think one thing that i wanted to point out that you guys did that was really great there is that you had um, that station of medicine because like you said you wanted it to be a healing event and you acknowledge that you would bring a lot of painful memories and so I think that was a beautiful and necessary way as Pueblo people yeah. 
to really showcase that we're here to support each other, but also to showcase that if you need to step aside, then you have space for that. Yeah, we had that little healing space. So yeah, that's an important component of how we go about our processes as a, as a collective. Um, and so you kind of talked about how you as a collective, in collaboration with a lot of these other individuals and organizations, approached this event and the topic of MMIW. Um, so I wanted to talk about when you were putting this event together or maybe when you were there at this event, what difficulties or challenges did you encounter? Um, none, really. <laughs> I, I mean, we... Um... We planned, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an organizer, you know, and um, it's my background is in organizing, so I pretty much feel like the day went smoothly because of the mindfulness of the planning and the prayerfulness of the planning. Um, a couple folks that had uh, agreed to be there, you know, um, didn't show up. None of the main key players in, like, our workshops or anything, but there was some like you know a couple folks and and so I think that's interesting about just people's flakiness <laughs> but uh as far as I'm concerned everything went pretty much couldn't have gone better really you know granted you know more people maybe but even at that I felt like that it was well attended um what do you hope was the lasting impact of the in solidarity event um, I hope people left with um, a better understanding of the issue. Um, I hope people uh, took, who took part in the workshops um, felt empowered that they could do something to address the issue. Um, even if it's insular, even if it's the self-work, right? Like, even if it was like an internal understanding of... I want to be a better community member. Like that's valuable. They don't. It doesn't have to be external, where you go out and you know go volunteer or become you know this activist. There was like Kiyoshia Peters' workshop was really it was a MMIW kind of community mapping, um, not a geographical mapping, but more of like a uh, an emotional mapping uh, using uh, the Dene Four Directions part of their like creation stories and whatnot and like kind of like looking at different aligning the four sacred mountains with characteristics and different things and I wasn't there I didn't get to see the whole workshop play out but it was very like community and personally based so looking at intrinsically um, how we can start to heal and grow and and, and as people so that we can uh, therefore you know be the change that we want to see so I think personally you know people saw where they can you know kind of have a chance to self-reflect community reflect to look at the issue legally we brought legal expertise a little bit of like background information and then contextualize it in the larger uh, history of imperialization and colonization. MMI is not a, a new phenomenon, right? It, it's, it's an ongoing phenomenon in the culture of violence. So looking at it and understanding it from a 
from a larger perspective and a historical perspective and then moving into the uh, you know if some people came in the morning they got all of that if some people came in the afternoon and they just saw all the creativity and artistic and music and song and dance um, that was amazing because art is art is medicine right art is heart you know so um even to have that experience i mean people were literally crying i was crying during certain performances so um just to like to have that 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 the feels you know i think that there's there's definitely something to be said for that so i think it offered everybody who was there something and i really truly believe everybody who came through and sat and witnessed our programming and some people just came through and you know looked at uh, the little vendors and stuff but anybody who was a part of the programming and the prayer i don't know if you were there for the prayer that bev billy did that was like epic right like all these people together holding space in prayer like that and outside of a church or outside of a public ceremony where it's just our own people where you have a group of collective people from different cultures and even non-natives like in there praying together that's some powerful stuff you know what I mean so I, I, I believe and I hope that everybody felt empowered in one way whether it was intrinsically to be a better person um, or to externally even go out and do something about the issue yeah, thank you for all that. So what did you learn or take away from this experience yourself? Uh, that that this is the work I need to be doing. And it's exhausting. And you have to self-care. Um, but there's really no, for me personally, more... Uh, there's just nothing better than the work that I'm doing for Three Sisters Collective. And I just pray I can keep doing the work and I pray like it's sustainable for me um because it is the hard work that our community needs and um and it's important it's important here in Santa Fe that we reclaim Santa Fe that we remind people that indigenous people have a place here that this is our our, our sacred land it's it has a name it's on my t-shirt today so yeah um that is something we need to work towards because right now we're seeing the active genocide of our cultures you know look at what's going on in brazil like they're literally decimating it, it it's 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 insidious it's like a it's a human and cultural erasure because of capitalism and imperialism and greed so you know we that we have this major we're at a turning point and it's probably always been a turning point since you know since the beginning of colonialism indigenous people have been fighting for their integrity and their human rights and we're doing that here now and just like just like you know our brothers and sisters being caged in the border um who's to say that we're not going to be the next um um you know demonized scapegoated people in this country you know because it's like the last, the final frontier. If capitalism can get a hold of indigenous lands and resources, I mean, that, that's it, right? That's, that's what's going on. That's the future. And so how do we protect our culture, our sovereignty, our integrity, our women and children? Like, what more important work is there, right? Yeah, and I think that goes into my last question. Just, it's a nice um, entryway into that. What do we have to do to start protecting our indigenous women, femmes, two-spirit, lesbian, uh, gay, bisexual, trans, questioning queer indigenous people? Um, I think we have to 
re work to rebuild the health of our communities so that our people are not vulnerable and our people are not violent towards each other. So, um, yeah, a lot of MMIW is like, you know, the oil rig worker or the transient male um, comes, you know, into our communities or, or you know, is, is uh, involved with a woman who is sex, you know, picks up a, sec a woman who's just sex trafficking or being sex trafficked, okay? But, and that, that's a very real scenario. But a lot of the violence that's happening in our communities and our women disappearing is also at the hands of our own men. So how do we do, the work we do has to, it has to be an internal work. And I think it has to ha come from women because as we can already see, I have to be really careful with how I articulate this because I, I, I know that our men are doing a lot of the work, the cultural work, all that, but we also need our men to heal and to uphold us and to live healthier lifestyles. We all have to live healthier lifestyles. Um, Alcohol-free would even be nice. I'm, I'm coming to an interesting place with that and the place of alcohol in our communities and how devastating that is. So again, it all comes back to healing that trauma and healing that generational trauma. So um, yes, the work is internal and the work is vital now. And yeah, so we have to break down the colonial mindset that we've all adopted and really start looking to our core values of inclusion, acceptance, caring, um, gender equity, the, that, that balance between the male and the feminine and the, and the female, honoring our matriarchs, and we have to be the change. And that's what I've already been saying. We have to be the change. So breaking the cycles of trauma and healing is where it all starts. Thank you for all the work that you do. Thank you for the Three Sisters Collective for putting on the In Solidarity event. Um, yeah, and just, I don't know, I just can't say thanks enough for the work that you're doing, uh, especially within Santa Fe, which is central to a lot of our Pueblo communities. Um, so with that, Ta'a, Tebanopa.